Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. And Marjorie Funnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. And Marjorie, I've officially said goodbye to my weekends. Bye weekends. It was nice knowing you. It was nice being relaxed on the weekends because we took a big plunge over the weekend. I saw this and lady... I have lived your life. Uh, we're talking about once you sign your child up for sports. Oh, oh it is. Wow. We, our older son was a swimmer and he was a pretty good swimmer. And what that meant was a lot of traveling, mm-hmm. a lot of weekends. Mm-hmm. So one child became a swimmer and the other one became a reader. <laughs> Because, and that's what we have to talk about a little bit of what does it mean to the family when you sign a child up for sports? But tell everybody what you did this weekend before I monopolize this conversation. No, you will not. It will be an equal wine fest is how it'll go. Um, You know, it's interesting though. This is kind of a foreign thing for me because when we were growing up, sports weren't anything that my parents really encouraged us to do or even like we never even had a conversation about I think my sister played soccer for like a hot minute my I ran track which there's nothing you don't even need anything for that and it was like after school and middle school and I did it for like two years and then I was like this is the worst and and then I was done music was like a big thing that was prioritized in my household growing up we were always all of us always had to be in some sort of music lesson right and then we had 850,000 church activities because my dad was a pastor. So that was like your extracurricular is what you did. Right. Um, so this whole thing. Your husband uh, had sort of a different experience growing up. My husband had a totally different experience growing mm-hmm. up. And it was really only of his own making, though. So he I've talked about it on the podcast before. If you're new to the podcast, my husband, Jay, played hockey all the way through growing up. And he was a pretty good hockey player. So he yep. was, he left home. He's really good. Really good hockey yeah, player. Yeah, he was really good. He just doesn't have, yeah. you know, like the NHL minimum salary to show for it. But other than that, he was so, so good. He was, I mean, he was the top high school recruit out of the state of Minnesota and oh my he God. was recruited by every university. And he, um, he left home at 15 to go play hockey at a high school in Ann Arbor. He, he wasn't playing for the high school. He went to that high school, but he was part of the USA hockey program, which is like a fascinating thing. I mean, he lived with billet families for three years and then went to college. And then he went on and played in the minors for, he played in the minors until he was about 28. And then he was like, I think I should have a job. So he, can you I know, just tell you? Did well you with post, it. You you posted once, or you've posted a couple of times, of Jay skating with the kids. I know. And 
skating is so beautiful. Yeah. It really is. It's very elegant. I mean, hockey is not an elegant sport, <laughs> but skating is elegant. And to watch Jay skate just with such ease. Yeah. And he's carrying a baby and it's no big thing. Yeah. And it's forward, backward. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's cool. And, he's at home on the ice. He's yeah, very he comfortable. On the ice. So, you know, the question has been since we had kids, are they going to play hockey? And this is always a question even like amongst his buddies who played hockey with him. Like, Because they know. Yeah, because they know. And and Jay, this is no secret about Jay. If you have a conversation with him in person, he will tell you. I mean, he's been very conflicted about it because he was in hockey in like – the day when it wasn't about like private lessons and skating year round and all this stuff. He was playing hockey because his brother played hockey and he just loved it. And they could tell early on that it was like something because all, all he'd want to do is sit in the basement and shoot pucks. You know, this was right. like right. his thing that he loved so much. But, you know, as the years have gone on, like lots of youth sports. I mean, there's a big complaint about how it like overtakes your whole life. You have to commit to one sport so early. It's traveling. It's costs a fortune. It's like the right. entire family has to buy in to this. It's like kids who want to be on Disney Channel and their parents like move them to LA. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just kind of the same. <laughs> Well, it's a big deal if your kid, here's the thing, whenever you get into elite sports in any sport, what's fascinating to watch as it happens. Now, I put my sons in swimming in fourth and second grade because we had just moved to Minnesota. And one of the sweet mothers at the school we were we were in um, said, you know what, a great way for your kids to get to know other kids is swimming. Fun. They hang on the deck. They know each other. And they're not going to drown when they're in another situation. That's also a a big bonus. And so I guess, sure, we're here. It's new. Let's do that. One loved it. One hated it. Mm -hmm. And the one that loved it really, really loved it. It just got intense really fast. Mm -hmm. And by high school, he was, you know, it was hours of swimming. And then certainly he swam in college and it was morning practice and practice, you know, after classes. Yeah. And it was his life. Mm-hmm. And what I said to him when it, when it came, when the decision was made, like, are you really going to focus on this? This yeah. is the hard part for a family is I looked at him and I said, this has to be you. I work full time. I'm not, if you want to do this and really do this and swimming was expensive, but not as expensive as hockey, yeah. but it was expensive and it was time consuming. Yeah. And I said, it's going to have to be you. I'm not going to nag you. I'm not going to find your equipment because I can go two ways. I'm super competitive. You want me to be that mom? I can keep, <laughs> I can keep track of your times. We can talk about it. I can understand this sport in a way. I'll do the deep dive with you if that's the mom you want me to be. Or it's all you and you're going to drive this train and I'm just going to sit there and I'm going to scream your name when you win a race and mm-hmm. that's it. And he said, be the second one. Yeah. And I think the hard thing with parents is when you see, and every everybody should have this discussion with their children is when they get good and Franklin's going to be good. Let's just say we know that already. Well, we'll see. When he's probably going to be good. And that's the discussion that you and Jay are going to have to have with Franklin is what kind of hockey parents do you want us to be? Because there is nothing worse than seeing these kids 
whose parents are yelling at them because they oh, didn't yeah. perform. I know. Or they're yelling at them because the parents have some dream that their kids are going to get college paid for. I mean, it gets weird fast in this world. It does get weird. So yes, to, to I don't even think I said it. Franklin started hockey this oh, weekend. <laughs> I don't even think I said that. I was like oh, so gosh. busy telling the backstory of my childhood, right. you know, and deep right. diving into the free therapy that all of you <laughs> offer me here on this podcast that I didn't even say that Franklin started hockey this weekend. Right. So it was really interesting because Jay kept going back and forth and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we did the rink in the backyard last year. And a lot of that was just like he he wanted a place like we like our house to be a gathering place. And so right. we like it when the neighbors come over. We like having something for them to do. We want our nest to be its best. Like we want to have fun <laughs> things to do here, you know? Right. And so, so we thought Jay was like, well, I will just have the rink. I don't think we're going to do hockey, blah, blah, blah. It's just been so funny because the whole time I've known if our kids say, yes, I want to try it, he's going to put them in it. I mean, oh, yeah. and so there, this was the conversation this year, you know, the last couple of years were like COVID and all this stuff. And Frankie's now just at the age where he can start to play. And so we sat Bernie and Frankie down and said, you know, do you want to play hockey? And Bernie How was old? like, what's the ages again? Um, well, Bernie's seven, she's almost okay. eight and Franklin okay. is five. Okay. And, um, Bernie was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like she is not in any way interested in playing <laughs> hockey. And even right. again, this weekend when Frankie was going, Bernie said, well, I want to go skate. And Jay said, well, you, this, this skating Ugh. is just for kids who are playing hockey. Like right. we, when we have our rink up, you can skate every single night. Like we can find, uh, we can find other open ice time to go as a family to go skate. Like we can do right. these things. This isn't that Bernie, but this it's isn't never- that. Like you don't get to just go out and skate right. during this time. Like we. Right. I mean, this is a whole other production. So, so he started in mini mites and I mean, it's just very funny. And Jay had to go out and get like hundreds of dollars oh, worth of I equipment. Saw the equi- I saw the equipment. It's unbelievable. And we went yeah. to play it against sports. I mean, that it's not like we help. were like ordering top of, no, it doesn't. It's a racket. I mean, because they have new stuff there too. And then you, I don't know, it's very confusing, but we it never, they never saved me much money. We had to get the shoulder pads, the elbow pads, the shin pads, the hockey socks. We had skates, but then he had to get, I think he ended up getting enough, you know, Jay's always buying pairs of skates. That's like a side hobby for him. So it's always like, <laughs> I'll just pick up a couple extra pairs of skates. What if somebody comes over, they need some skates. We'll have a few extra pairs of skates. So that's like, that's like, that's a given expense. Um, I know he I had love to, that. you're like a bowling alley. Like you have like, <laughs> like little cubbies in your foyer of oh, like, we just seven, discussed a seven, storage seven bench this morning for the porch. Yes. Of where this stuff is going to go. And then you need the hockey bag and then you need the tape and then you need like oh, all these things. And then of course you have to pay to be part of the mini yeah. mites and, and it just is such a fascinating world. It's so foreign to me. So he had practice on Saturday and Sunday. Jay takes him alone on Saturday and he was so excited and he was so proud. I mean, Franklin was, I'm talking about Franklin. Jay was excited too, but Franklin was like beside himself. I mean, he was so right. excited. Really he, great. we put on the gear at home to test it out and try it on. And he was wanted to wear it the whole way there. And he was like so pumped. And, um, Jay comes home and he was like, man, I knew everybody there. Like, it's just funny because it's just this world. So he's got guys that he played with that their kids are playing. And we have, you know, oh, funny. like other friends. And um, 
a lot of, you know, it's just cause he's playing in St. Paul and we're just very connected to a lot of people in St. Paul, despite our Minneapolis address. That's how it goes. But he, um, so is he playing near in the rink right near my house? Yeah. Yeah. You should have bought my house. I know. There you go. I know. <laughs> like I, right did, I do love that house. Oh, that's so funny. So he's, so he is all set up. And then the second day we go for practice the second day because now he has practice Saturdays and Sundays yep. for an hour each time. And they don't do like games and all. I mean, it's really just about them getting out on the ice and right. having fun and like getting familiar with the equipment and all that stuff. But they, the second day he's like, I don't like it. This is itchy and I don't like it. I mean, loses his S loses it. And I can see Jay just like tightening and tightening. And I was like, and he was trying so hard. Mm -hmm. And then at one point we're in the kitchen and Franklin is just howling and whining and the clock is ticking. And Jay was like, he's like, that's it. I can't do this. You're going to have to take him. I mean, this is what he says. I was like, okay, everybody, like, let's take <laughs> a deep. Down. And I Calm had to down. say to him, this is when, you know, I don't know if anyone's married to a husband. Occasionally you have to parent your husband, which is very annoying, but you have to be like, okay, hey, so here's how this is going to go for you. Right. Like you right. are going to just take it easy. We end yeah, up. See, that would usually be Ian parenting. Me, yeah. Okay. See, whoever you are in the right. relationship, yeah. somebody is the more difficult yes, one. I'm the and child. If, yeah. If <laughs> I always say someone is the more difficult one in the relationship. And if you don't know who it is, it's probably you. <laughs> exactly. You're not very self-aware. <laughs> it's probably you. So we end up getting him there. He's crying as we're putting oh, the stuff on. God. And he is Ugh. just like, and this was the day that Jay was going to skate with him too. And so they, you know, cause some of the, some of the parents go out on the ice and they kind of help and they help support the coaches. Cause you know, there's, there's a crap ton of kids out there. They're, They're everywhere. Five. And they're like little fawns. They're falling all over the place. They're spat <laughs> on the ground. They're laying on the ground. Their feet come out from under them. I mean, it's just a wild thing to watch. Oh. And we ended up getting him out on the ice. We did promise him that he could have his, he loves perfect bars, which are like peanut butter, chocolate chip, protein yeah. bars. And so I was like, I will have some perfect bars delivered to the house. <laughs> and did you say it in that sort of hypnotic it's mother voice? like a psycho. Do what I want you to I know. do. And then I had to be like, hey, you know, and then we got him on the ice. Ugh. He had a great time on the ice. Exhausting. We then get in the cars. We, cause I went to practice with the other kids just to see, cause I'm like, well, if I ever have to take him, I need to like know what to do. Right. And we then went to a family lunch after and I had to have a whole conversation with Frankie in the car about this doesn't have to be your thing. If you don't like it, we never have to do it after this year. We've committed to this season. We wasted $2,000, but that's okay. But that's okay. We've committed to this season and we're going to be there as part of the team. And then I had to have the conversation with him about like, it's a, it's always okay to feel like some days you don't want to do it or upset or needing something to change. But you, we always have to remember that this is an opportunity that not everybody gets. Like, does that sink in? I think it does because there is conversation. We, you know, we have a lot of conversations and, uh, and they're aware, you know, we live in an urban area. Like we drive past people asking for money every single day. You know, I mean, they're definitely aware of like things that they, yeah. And I think that that's an okay thing to say to kids, even when they're little, you know, I know they don't have context, but to just remind them that, 
you know, these are things that we get to do that not everybody gets to do. So that's where we come at it. We come at it with an attitude of gratitude for the opportunity, and then we can always feel our feelings too. That's sort of the balance that I'm trying to strike. I love the feel your feelings. I don't know that I would have been as patient as you seem to be being in this. And, and I this think I'm telling to- the story like that we're better. <laughs> but it, well, I mean, the hard thing is, is, and this is, is how the conversation started even before we talked about Franklin going into hockey is it is a family commitment. Yeah. Because if you just look at that, suddenly your Sunday is different. Your Sunday is different. Our entire weekend is completely different now. Different. And that was one of the things that I think I do when I look back, I feel bad about. I feel bad that my younger son's life formed to a schedule that wasn't his own. Yeah. And we couldn't take, we couldn't take long vacations. Yeah. Because if in swimming, if you don't swim every day, you know, it's a sport of, of minutes, like microseconds. Yeah. It affects your swimming. I remember we went walking around the mall, uh, the, the mall of America and Gar had a meet that weekend and his times were off and the coach was asking him, what did you do? What did you do? And he had expended energy, not in the pool and it affects your times. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that I look back and you know, it definitely, and this is the thing about sports, it was, as I said, it was his choice. I was never, and Gar was older, so I never had to, you know, the, I didn't ever deal with the tantrums, mm-hmm. but it was like, you choose to sleep in, I'm not coming in to nag you. Mm-hmm. I am not going to nag you to go to, because swim practice in the summer was at 530 in the morning. Yeah. I think that's I'm not, smart though, Marjorie. You I'm can't. not going to nag you. Yeah. And it's it was funny. to get to a certain age. The joke was always that I would go in and swim practice outside started at in May and the steam would be coming off the pool. The pool would be cold. Mm-hmm. Those kids would be blue. Yeah. So there would be times where I would go into his room and it was 530 in the morning and I was up because I was working already. I was doing the morning show and I would go in and I'd be like, it's really cold. <laughs> you don't have to go. And he'd be like, stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. You were know, like the a, devil on his shoulder. I was, I was like the devil. And he would have to, what he would have to fight through it. And that was wrong yeah. too. But, but it's, it's such a, it's such an interesting, complicated road you're going to be on for a while. I don't if, know if, if that's a bad it. thing though, Marjorie. I think the way that you handled that, like, with saying you don't have to go. I don't know. He's got enough pressure with his coaches and his teammates and himself. The last thing he needs is the pressure from you. You were the permission to let his foot off the gas if he wanted to and know right. that he would always have a safe place to land. Even if he knew that's not what he wanted to do, knowing right. that that was an option. Like, I think there's a beautiful thing about knowing that there is an option. It's like carrying a Xanax in your pocket. You know, like <laughs> I did, I did this for a little while and, <laughs> and I, uh, never, I never took it, but I have gotten that advice from other therapists too. Now you should have a prescription or you should just be prepared to face the consequences. Like you got to figure your own life out. You're a grown up, but, right. um, you right. know, I do know of therapists and I know of other friends who have done this too, where they've gotten a prescription and the doctor will say, just keep it with you and know that you can take it anytime you want. And nine times out of 10, I mean, probably most for a lot of people, it's 10 times out of 10. They're not going to take it. Take it. It's just knowing that they have the option 
is well, like really freeing. And I think that's what you provided for him. I don't know how I got to Xanax, but here we are. I like that. Well, I would say this and my son's, it's funny because we've had Campbell on the podcast and Gar's like, when am I going to be on? Yeah. When am I going to be on? That's and great. you know, this might be the the topic because I think you say I provided him that freedom. Yeah. He, he would say I did, we did, my husband and I did a lot of things wrong in raising a son that wanted to be a very elite athlete. Yeah. I mean, when Gar realized, when Gar realized that he wasn't going to ever be able to even time trial for the Olympics, that was crushing to him. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and it makes it sound like, I mean, he was a very good swimmer. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is when they're like 12 and 13, that's when those things are happening for mm-hmm. his friends. Like that's when it's happening. So you can be great in the state, but it doesn't mean that you're great nationally. And and there's no, there's no wiggle room in swimming. Mm-hmm. Your times are your times. Mm-hmm. And so there just comes a point where your body, I probably wasn't feeding him right. I probably wasn't. He needed next level care. He yeah. needed next level yeah. eyes on him. And would he have ever succeeded? I don't know. But I think that that's a hard thing when your kid gets to the point where I don't know that I did it right. I really don't. Because I think what and what I always said to him is, especially in swimming, it wasn't like he it wasn't like the NHL or something like where you're shooting for like there is an end game monetarily. Well, yeah, you know? for like the point oh 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 one percent, right? But, but I always had to remind him, I mean, when he would sort of have these really hard moments to say that swimming isn't about the pool. It's about training you to be the man you're going to become. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's about who you are when you're 40. Yeah. It's not about who you are in this moment, in this race at this time. It's about learning the discipline and the teamwork and the, all of those other things. It, you know, it sounds like a good speech. It really doesn't help you when you're 12 or 13 well, and you want something different. Yeah, but I think that's important. I mean, you know, as I'm looking at it too, you know, then I spent the weekend um texting, you know, we've got this group text always going with our um crew that goes to this cabin in northern Wisconsin every year and it's Jay's hockey buddies and their wives. And so, I mean, I just couldn't help myself and I sent them the pictures of Frankie and then I sent some video of Jay out on the ice with Frankie and and Jay getting Frankie all suited so up. And these guys were all just so excited. And all of those guys, by the way, that I'm texting, um, you know, they all have girls and it doesn't mean I'm not saying girls can't play hockey. Right. Girls certainly can. It's just a little bit of a different vibe in terms of like if you're a man and your son does something I, that you love or you, you know, you just kind of navigate that a little bit differently because he, of course, it, I think Jay does not have any, he is not living vicariously through our child playing hockey, believe me. And he will never do that. That is not his game. Um, right. He just, but it's just different. Like you just look at it a little bit differently. And, um, and so they were all just like so excited to see Frankie all That's suited so up and Jay on the ice with him. And what that reminded me of is that, you know, for hockey, like I think, you know, the discipline and all that stuff, maybe I think Jay gained a lot of that. But for him, for sure, it was the relationships. I mean, his yeah. friendships are deep. so incredible and so deep and so like they have an emotional depth to them that I don't know that a lot of men have with other men. I mean, there's just, 
these are the guys that when we get together, they go, how are you doing? No, how are you really doing? Like how are, well, some days I've been feeling a little down. Some days I'm worried about this. I mean, that is the type of relationship that these guys have. And, um, and so that's really what I would love for Frankie, because when you look ahead at, at being 40 and having your own family and like we're, we form our family traditions around those relationships that Jay built right. when he was 15, 18, you know, I mean, and we do that with my friends too, but there's certainly something about those guys that's really special. Well, I think it's the rigor. It's the rigor. It's the challenge. It's the successes. It's the failures. Yeah. I mean, who you don't, and that is the beauty of sports. And I think that's the beauty of team sports is you don't really get that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Is, or just those range of emotions. I mean, my favorite, my favorite memories of the boys growing up were connected to the crowd of kids that, well, there was one boy in particular. I mean, we had a room in our basement where we built an extra room where there were bunk beds because those kids would be so tired after swimming. You know, they'd be done at like nine. So they'd roll over to our house. I mean, the amount of times that in the morning I could smell pancakes is because they're just trying to carve up. I mean, they're starving. <laughs> so they would come over, they would make pancakes or French toast or waffles always in the summer. And then they would go downstairs and sleep. What a life. Just, Unlimited carbs. Unlimited uh, carbohydrates. Oh my God. <laughs> you know how long it would take my son to eat dinner? And I'd love to hear Jay. He would, dinner in college would take him about two hours. It was like... Nine chicken breasts, nine chicken breasts, you know, five potatoes. I got to ask Jay, swimming is more intense than, I mean, hockey is pretty intense, but swimming is like really intense exertion of energy. You know, when like Michael Phelps talks about like what he would eat, it's like 10,000 calories a day. Oh yeah. I mean, Gar would like, the swimmers would sit and then just start eating Mm -hmm. and I mean, and this is how I know I underfed him in high school. I totally underfed him, that poor thing. Aww. So, you and know, they're so just, lean. It's fascinating, you know? Yeah. They're just burning it. They're, they're just, just burning it. Burning it. Ah, yeah. I don't know. It's so I posted on my social media about this and I was like, here we go, you know, and, um, and I got, I, I wrote, and so it begins now accepting all pro, pro hockey mom tips. And, um, I got so, many messages. Like I'm looking at my Facebook right now and there was 202 comments just right on Facebook. And then there were more on Instagram. Smell. And smell, smell, smell is the biggest thing. I mean, people are losing their minds. They yeah. are like, I mean, they're posting images of like the disinfectant that I need to buy. The one that she posted was all natural, which is really great. Rockin' Green Platinum Series Active Wear Detergent. She's like, the smell yeah. that will come in is horrible and you'll want to burn it. Even the little mites gear every couple weeks, soak it in this is so fascinating. And well, this is, this is the beauty of having a swimmer is you could, they, I, my son never smelled bad through his, you know, yeah. through his, you know, through puberty. And if you licked his skin, like I could lick his hand and he would taste like chlorine. Yeah. What that means, what that means for his longevity stresses me no, out. I have no idea what it, what all that means, but I never had to deal with the smell. And it was always so funny, Elizabeth, of the moms I knew who had hockey players. That was the number one conversation. 
constant. It's just, it's, yeah. The smell yeah. of the bag, the smell of yeah, all the stuff and like airing it out. So I got just so many fun strategies from people. And, um, and when we were at the rink, there were, were a couple moms who saw, who I didn't know, who I saw, saw that I posted about it and came up and were just like, welcome, you know, and, um, you're going to love it though. I think a lot of people talked about the community. Yeah. The community being a big, deal. Uh, that being said, I had to laugh because there is a sign at the rink, um, that he practices at that says, um, there, you know, it gives you like the rules and the top one is like, you're, you are a parent. The coaches are the coach. You are yeah. not your child's coach. And at the, the last rule in the list was your kid does not play for the Minnesota wild. <laughs> like, ease up. And so all the rules were for the parents, like all the rules were for the badly behaving parents. And, um, and that was something I had to like, take a little bit of a deep breath about and just go like, Oh gosh, but we'll see, you know, again, it's, it's definitely one of those things where like, I don't know if this is going to be his thing. I don't really care if it's going to be his thing. Like we right. have all sorts of things that we're exposing them to, you know, in the summer they're doing swimming and golf and tennis. We want them to like have friends to get exposed to things, to try to like try different things and see what right. they want to do. Bernie did dance last year and then oh. she was just like, this is not for me. I don't want to do it again this year. And we said, okay, no problem. Um, right. And so We'll just see and take it day by day. Um, but in the meantime, he looks very cute in his little mini <laughs> shoulder pants. All of his stuff. Frankie, I'm talking about you. You're here. You look adorable. Can Frankie popped hello? upstairs. Do you want to come say hi? Hi. Yeah. Tell him I want to see his face. Yeah. Come here. Come here. Marjorie wants to see you. Can you see? <laughs> Buddy, how are you? We're on a podcast, so the people listening won't. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Excellent. The people listening won't be able to see you, but they'll be able to hear you. And I was just talking about how you started hockey this weekend and how you were so brave to try something new. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, own, I own computer. Oh, you've got your own computer. Okay. I think that's I'm excellent. I'm trying to overload the system. Go, okay, go overload the system. Okay, I'm going to wrap up with Marjorie, and then I'll come back down and say goodbye. Okay, right there. There you go. Uh, Perhaps computers might be his um, thing. As he says, I'm trying to overload the system. He, believe me, if anyone's overloading the system, it's him. I'll tell you that right But now. he's five. <laughs> and he has conceptually figured out that he can overload the system. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He watches a lot that. of TV. <laughs> What'd you say? He watches a lot of TV. TV. That's all right. That's there you right. go. So anyway, the wonderful world, Marjorie. What a joy. That's what mm. I have to share today. What did he say? I don't know what he said. Okay, buddy, let me finish. Let me wrap this, okay? And then I'll talk to you. Can you go downstairs with Elena? I'll talk to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. 
And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.